The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. Again, I'm, I'm so delighted and, and, and humbled with appreciation of how many of you are not only listening to our show live, but also uh, sharing it with your friends, uh, uh, both in the U.S. and uh, internationally. I just really appreciate that. Tools that we use that allow us to move from that, that paradigm of from good to amazing. I'm extremely excited about our guest today, um, Annie Burnside. She, um, her body of work is focused on a soul-to-soul perspective, and she is a, a vibrant, energized, <laughs> a global person with immense passion and how to show others from soul to soul what life can be like, how compassion can move from just simply caring but to a place of action. Annie, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Temple. Thrilled to be here to talk about family and spirit and soul to soul, my my favorite, favorite things. Thank you. Well, being a um, shamanic practitioner, I have come to understand in my life um, there's so much to be said from a soul's perspective um, uh, of how we respond to things uh, psychologically, how we have experiences uh, in interrelationships, and all those different avenues. How did you start uh, from your journey of your, you know, your 30 goals in your life and things you wanted to achieve to becoming a soul-to-soul perspective, somewhat of an expert? Well, you know, um, a very deep, reflective child. You know, some listeners might be able to relate to that. Always kind of uh, a beer by nature. So I think I came to spiritual joy and that type of opening fairly naturally. Um, when I was 19, my parents went through a very difficult divor- divorce. And, um, you know, it was one of those dark, uncomfortable, confusing periods that really cracked me open. And, um my father at the time gave me two books. One was A Bridge Across Forever by Richard Bach, and one was Living in the Light by Shakti Gwan. And I was 19, and it, it just it, they dropped me to my knees. I had never been heard really anything like it, but yet it felt so right. So my, my passion for self-exploration began at that time. And it first was really a lot, an intellectual pursuit, almost more than the feeling. There would be moments of the feeling. But um, I just related to it intellectually as well. And I have to tell you, Temple, several years ago, I was walking by my home outside of Chicago. And I was walking along, and suddenly I looked over at this lawn care worker across the way. And I spontaneously dropped into the most glorious space I have ever really con- you know, been in. It was this place of total oneness, my in- waves of energy up and down the body, scalp opening, breathless, teary-eyed it was um, just in- incredible, and it was a place in my interior where self-love merged, merged with oneness, and this individual was part of it whose life seemed so different than my own. And 
that's where kind of the soul-to-soul recognition was born. And once I opened myself fully to that, oh, my goodness, it just began to happen in the grocery store, seeing two boys walk down the street, just spontaneous dropping into this space. And I knew that I wanted to be able to take my children there in the sense that I offered them the space and the opportunity and the permission to move towards that self-realization um, oneness. And the work is never done. <laughs> you know, I thought it would be done. One finish line, oh, no, goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, my work continues just like your listeners and my children's. It's ongoing. But um, for me, that was just, it was like music that I had never heard before. I didn't know the channel really existed. Right. So that well, in a I, nutshell is kind of how the soul to soul perspective was born. And then I just want to shout it from the Facebook mountaintops, you know, <laughs> if this resonates for anybody, join me here, please, because, oh, God, it's just life feels so different to me than it used to. And it, well, and it's such a passion when you align with, you know, uh, something that has such depth and meaning that you're that you're willing to give your your life to because, um Soul to soul perspectives apply to anything and everyone. Um, I was at the Unity Conference, which is certainly one of my passions, is every man and woman and child knowing what unity does and can be in their lives in, in the world. Um, but in that, Jean Houston was there. And she mm-hmm. said that along the way, she had had um, a time with Mother Teresa. And that in that conversation that Mother Teresa had told her that along the way that she had actually married Jesus. And, and Jean, you know, said something like, well, that's real nice. And, and um, Mother Teresa said, no, I, you know, I actually did. He is, you know, my beloved. And, and somehow in the conversation they kept going and, Jean said, well, how do you do what you do? You hold that yet one more hungry baby. You hold, you know, you hold the space for yet that one more person that's weary or tired or, you know, needing to refocus and in and, and just a destitute situation. And she said, every person I look at, I seek the beloved within them. And that's yeah. how I do it. And that's exactly what you're saying from teenager to teenager to walking on the sidewalk to being at the grocery store is seeking to unravel that mystery of the beloved within the person that's right in front of you. That is so powerful, isn't it? It is. And, you know, for me, I mean, you know, it's really about now for us in 2012 and beyond. It's it's really no longer, from my perspective and experience, that a mountaintop in India is needed. It, I mean, I'm, my work is about right here on Central Street in your own neighborhood, in your own backyard, in your own home, watching your kid play baseball, you know, walking to the grocery store, just being in your life, everyday reality. And I want to really help my kids, and they're my best teachers as well, so I would never want it to seem like I'm, I'm teaching them everything. But really, I think in the modern world, it's, again, creating that space for them um, to self-realize really with their two feet on the ground, not transcending the body, but um, right within what's occurring in everyday reality. So what Mother Teresa so gloriously shared for me, um, and I mentioned it earlier to you before the show, this peace and the paradox has become overwhelming to me. So, for example, you know, I had a, a very difficult back issue all last year, nine months, could barely get around the block, and yet I felt the human pain physically and kind of the despair and the fear and right simultaneously there was this joyous aspect of being in a body and feeling it and the possibility of transformation that I knew that soul growth was occurring because my my perspective was expanding and my heart was deepening and I was in pain and sometimes mad at that and when am I going to be able to walk to a grocery store again or down the block and, if, you know, I've healed and it all worked out after nine months, but um, it's that simultaneous feeling of being human and feeling spirit at the same time. That's what just brings me so much joy right now. It's interesting that it was a nine-month period, isn't it? Isn't so it? You, I journaled a lot about that temple. You yeah, better believe I bet I you have. Yeah. You're, so, you're so conscious as, as a mother and uh, and the birthing and, and and it must be somehow in some esoteric way. I'm not wanting to be too new agey, but it's almost like you know, wow, you know, you're you're walking hand in hand with the birth 2012. You know, of all that that. 
that's coming forth, how how powerful is that? Well, a way that you share in the world is you are a featured writer uh, with the Chicago Tribune, are you not? Yes, I'm with their blogging. So I'm not actually printed in the paper, but I'm a Chicago Tribune blogger and part of a, a, a quite a large group that does that now. And um, yeah, I just part of this has been coming out for me too. Um, I went through that period several years ago. Um, my husband's an AP biology teacher and a varsity soccer coach at a big uh, high school here on the North Shore of Chicago. And um, it's been very liberating to me to move into this work just just so openly, right? You know, I'm a mom at the PTA meetings too or on the soccer fields, but also this, I've come out that this is my, my great passion. And writing for the Chicago Tribune blog and posting away, it, um, it, it was really a part of that, the process for me of uh, – feeling very comfortable in my own skin and, and really shining my light very openly with other people. And it's, been a, it's just been amazing. And, again, I hope to be modeling that for my own children. So we can do the activities and the family discussions and all those things that I do mention in my book, and they're all wonderful. But the best thing and gift that I feel like I've offered my children is to begin to really live true myself. And I can see it in their eyes and feel it. Yeah, they do roll their eyes at me sometimes, but also in those moments, I can see that they're taking in that they will have the right to live true as well. Well, they're taking in that sense of being congruent and, and being authentic, which is, is such a powerful reality for anyone. It's such a, a great way of, of modeling. Now, can someone access your blog through your own website, anyburnside.com? Is that how they would do that? Yes, everything okay. pretty much um, can be found there. There's a little blog button, a little B the, um, on, the, on the page. And okay. um, it's, you know, I just wrote about uh, my latest one was uh, personal integrity um, in the home and in our businesses is the new politics. Because a lot of people out there, you know, it's almost it feels like a quandary. You know, to me, the soul is about freedom and the freedom to be without too much restraint, which would be smaller government. And yet, are we conscious enough yet in our businesses? And to, um, do, we, do we trust that, you know, the private sector is conscious enough? Do we trust that the big government is conscious enough? And so I wrote about that. So that's the type of thing, kind of every day, what's going on and putting a soul-to-soul perspective on it. Well, it's real powerful. And I know for me and my own um you know, evolution process, which continues as I'm evolving all the time and humbled more every day. Um, I tend to be one of those that really believes in that refrigerator magnet. It was what I learned after I thought I knew everything that really counted and mattered, you know. But there's Mm -hmm. something to be said for making a stand when you become a teacher of something. It's almost like you're coexisting uh, in the realm of being a student and a teacher simultaneously. So I'm sure like yourself, that's why you're really committed to doing this work um, in the world and in your books and in your blogs and on your radio show and those kind of things because we get to kind of stay in it, you know, all the time um, and yeah. in that in, in that realm and in that, you know, reality Um I was uh, last week in Detroit, and one of the things they said um, more than one occasion is, thank you for coming to Detroit, because Detroit gets such a a bad rap, you know, and I was just kind of like, oh, they do, I mean, I've not heard anything, Mm -hmm. and it's because I live in this, you know, world of uh, more positive, um, affirmative, you know, seeing the world as more connected, not you know, one separated from the other, those kind of things. And um, when you're not bombarded in that world all the time, you kind of, you know, you have permission <laughs> in, in many mm-hmm. ways to, to hold a, another space. Well, the soul-to-soul parenting, did you start launching that aspect when you started having children? Was it after you were already into the parenting model? Or you it, was, doing- no, it was after Temple, actually. Okay. I was a former fourth and fifth grade teacher um, in Evanston, Illinois, um, here where I live, and um, loved. I've always, I think I'm a real teacher archetype. I, I loved that, and yet I also knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, so I was a stay-at-home mom, but all during that time, uh, my greatest passion was 
you know, I went to Unity Church here on the North Shore and um, the expo- self-exploration and the journey through my own interior. And, you know, my, my beloved language happens to be a bit metaphysical, many would say, but when I say soul to soul, I want it to be all-inclusive, meaning you can say life to life, breath to breath, heart to heart. It, the language doesn't matter to me and I, sometimes forms a, a barrier and separation. And where I am right now, anything that would feel like separation is is kind of a red flag for me. It's I'm much more about everyday oneness. So I kind of use that as my guide. Mm, I feel separation there. I might need to do a little work on that. But um, soul-to-soul parenting um, came about when my kids were four, seven, and eight. Um, you know, we we were raising them, of course, whispering as babes in their ear. We are we are so thrilled that we have come together, and I will do everything that I can to help guide your bloom experience. So that was there, but it became a conscious decision. I woke up one day, and this path was bringing me such um, joy and calm and capacity to live um, more truly. That I thought, why not take the kids with us, like really, really purposely and began to, to teach them and create the space for them to really just remember who they are. So we started family discussions and visual cues and all kinds of things. And then about three years after that, I was on a walk, and it was just the, the term soul-to-soul parenting came to me, and I thought, I could write a book on this, just what we do in our own family, not me as a parental expert or a spiritual expert, because I think there's such intimate aspects of who we are. I see myself as a fellow spiritual journeyman who's created kind of a blueprint for others who are new on the path, but interested or have been on the path of self-exploration, but how do you really bring it into a family? And I just offer examples, ideas, and I'm a big two-way street, like you said, student, teacher, teacher, student, two sides of the same coin. So I love, what are your ideas? What are you all doing? You know, that's, it's very like that for me. That's how I am. So so I just offer the book. It poured out of me, Temple. I didn't even know what a book proposal was. And then a friend said, you've got to write a proposal and get an agent. And so I did that. And it's been a big learning curve. Um, and it's been fabulous. But well, your book, book poured out more awards, easily than like, the business side of it. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually won awards haven't you your book has been recognized and which is um, somewhat of an accomplishment right now with uh, so many books and the changes in the uh, publishing company so congratulations about that well thank you that yeah it's 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 done well and um but it's been very grassroots my work it um you know i just i'm still just a stay-at-home mom in some ways. I've gotten a lot busier, but my nest, you know, to be a conscious parent, as you know, I know it, it's, it's, it takes a lot, a lot of presence. And um, my kids are 15, 14, and 11 right now. So as we were sharing before the show started, I mean, the Burnside house, it's a pretty busy house. And we're a modern <laughs> family. My kids do sports and different things. Um, so it's, it's busy, but, but wonderful. Well, I'm really proud of the work that, that you're doing in the world, and uh, we're going to be taking a break, but when we come back, I want to talk further and delve into the soul-to-soul parenting aspect, because I think it's a place that so many people long to have a greater awareness and be more awake rather than projecting on their children how they don't want them to be. So I think it's just a huge model, and I'm just so proud of the work that, that you're doing in the world. I want to thank everybody for participating participating with us today and to remind you that uh, we're getting close to, you know, having uh, enough registrants for the cruise. So if you've been thinking about joining us on the cruise, the Unity uh, FM hosted a cruise to the Caribbean, you definitely want to let us know uh, right away. So please go to unity.fm and sign up because we're really looking forward to having you. We'll be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for participating in our show today. We're talking with Annie Burnside. She uh, specializes in any conversation that's relative to a soul-to-soul perspective, talking about finding the oneness in individuals and creating that space in which all people can remember who they are. And one of the interesting things about Annie's um, process is that she finds herself through her life with her husband having three children and supporting them and remembering who they are, which brought her forth to writing the book Soul to Soul Parenting, a guide to raising a spiritually conscious family. Annie, that it's so profound because having been a minister for 20 years, It's just real interesting to me how people in Unity and the Centers for Spiritual Living and and, and, and people that follow Napoleon Hill, it doesn't really matter. It's relevant to people that are more awake, I guess is the point. And how they somehow, when it comes to their own children, they go unconscious and start raising them just like their parents raised them. And they start putting upon them ways in which they... They would rather them not be forgetting that as you project that onto other people. They have the tendency to become that. How did you uh, seemingly make that connection that not only did you want to be different, um, but that you could have guidelines and tools which would help you stay in the presence in that way? You know, I don't, it just, um, it just came to me like, why would, I'm 41, and I've had my share of psychic debris to work through and more to come, I'm sure. We'll wait for those light shows, who knows how it'll show up. But um, 
it just was like you just look at these beautiful children that come in, and they thought there's just got to be another way, like um, that they could be off and running with their natural gateways, their natural gifts, if allowed much earlier. Like they don't, they wouldn't have to have. I just marveled at the thought, like the psychic debris build up to wade through, to go through a tragedy when they're 40 or an illness or a divorce and all those things, which are worthwhile catalysts for growth. But I just feel like we're coming into a time where we can be inspired to grow without having to go through that dark night. I feel like that's really shifting and that this generation of kids, given the opportunity, could be models for that, really. And that really, really excited me. So it wasn't really the thought. It just was kind of this idea of everything that I'm coming into and learning and beginning to drop from the intellect again to that feeling integrated space, which is what it's all about, that they could probably more easily be doing that than I could, just naturally. Um, so that was really behind it. And for soul-to-soul parenting, to me, 80% is really the parent making um, the commitment to self-exploration and then realizing that they can share that exploration authentically with their children. Um, so that's really how it kind of came to me, almost like, ah, there could be a different way, you know. Because you're you're so right, because just like in adult-to-adult relationship, if we haven't or don't choose to make peace with certain aspects of ourselves, then we constantly continue to project that onto other people over and over and over again. And so many people uh, as adults, um, they don't show up as an adult with their children. They show up as children interacting with children. And therefore, they're not getting heard, nor do they get the respect. um, And they get the the crisis of um, that that lack of of safety as well. Um, I had a woman come to me in counseling uh, one time many years ago and and she she would say I don't understand what it is. She said I would I'll invite my two girls to be in the kitchen with me. I get so excited. We go get the cake mix. We get the all the things and we're going to have like this wonderful afternoon in the kitchen. And she said and I step into the kitchen and I'm there and I'm ready to participate with the girls and all of a sudden I go into mommy dearest mode I don't even know who this person is you know and she says the whole experience is lost I'm reactive I'm discounting I'm dismissing them and what happened when it was supposed to be like a you know a fun adventurous experience and so I said to her how was your mother with you Mm -hmm. and she went oh my word I have never made that connection. And, of course, we do that. That's why we call it we're working from the unconscious. We're working on that lack of soul-to-soul perspective as you are, you know, bringing an alignment for people to be aware of because we just check out to this place. Yes. And it's really about a, um, the, a, a word that it really struck with me, and it, was, it came from deep within. Um, I I desire, and, and I'm, I'm not there yet by any means. I'll, I'll repeat over and over, I've still got my work to do. But I desire to be a clear mirror for my children so that when they look upon me, when they feel my energy, what, what is reflected back to them is wholeness, is eternality, is joy, is large perspective perspective, infinite, eternal beingness. You know, that's, that's my, without me, my even saying a word, that that is hopefully as I move into my own wholeness that I can be a clear mirror for them. And they are such beautiful mirrors for me. I mean, you gaze at any young children before the, the psychic debris has been built up a little bit. And even so, that's the soul to soul with anyone. But um, what beautiful mirrors of... Um, just God they are, you know, and I wanted to be that for them. But it, 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 in my 30s and by the time I'm 41 and with the childhood that I had, I definitely had to take some responsibility for looking at what lurked within. And now, oh, my gosh, I don't know about you, Temple, but the longer I've been on this path of really recognizing that, you know, I had to do some inner work, that the spiritual path wasn't, for me at first, it was all about, oh, my gosh, I feel the love and the light and soul, and it was so exciting 
And then it became clear to me, well, there are those other aspects that need to be dredged up and looked at. But I find it so exciting. And my kids have even seen me. I journal a lot. And um, I use the outside world as clues as to where I need to look at myself. So if I were out and I became very angry at another mother, which would happen very rarely now because I see that it's a reflection of myself, but, you know, you still get tripped up and you get triggered. I would come home and my kids would know I'd be journaling and really looking at why am I so plugged in? What is it within me that needs to be healed? And then, boy, when I get it, woo, I found it. I found what it could be. I was triggered because... It's this, you know, and I share a lot of that now. They see me do the inner work, and I'll say, boy, I've got to look at this. I'm going to need to journal and get quiet and see what's here. Um, Or they see, I use a medical intuitive along with a traditional doctor because I really want to get at the life pattern if I'm perhaps missing it. And and I'm very open with my children at that, that I'm going to look at every angle of a situation. I love um, uh, the attitude in which you are, you know, approaching life because, wow, if, if so many people could just be in that space, that it, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, and the best is yet to come. Because so many people will say, oh, God, you know, I thought I would be done with that already. Or, you know, I'm participating with the spiritual community and I can't believe I'm still reactive. Or I I thought, you know, when I went to that one, you know, group therapy thing and I worked on my addiction stuff and my, you know, ignorant reactions to my mom that I would stop, you know, having this kind of relationship with other women. And that's not really, I don't feel... Um, overall, uh, the life school, you know, the, the beauty of it is that it's a look forward to. You know, work yeah. is, when we perceive something as work, we're using this old paradigm or we're determined to stay where we are without the allowance of who we are stepping into as we are becoming the new. And it's just all the time, like... um like you were saying, not long ago, um, someone was assisting me with a project. And there were certain times uh, through this, you know, couple of month period that when she'd say my name or she'd come forward in the room and make a reference or something, my whole body would like want to defend, want to react, have that fight, flight, you know, kind of feeling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is that? You know, what is that? I mean... Is it her jolting because her, her voice is loud or whatever? Anyway, to keep the story short and, and interesting, the point is, in her tone, it was triggering for me the aunt archetype that I grew up with that you could never please, you were never enough. She was always in judgment, always telling me, telling you how you couldn't do it right, in my case, me. And when this woman, now all these years later, you know, some mm-hmm. 35 years later, is saying my name in a certain way with a certain tone, that was where I was going on the deeper level, having nothing yeah. to do with her. And like you said, the moment that she did that and the moment that I got that, it freed this woman forever in having to deal with what I was projecting onto her. Mm-hmm. She was getting great. somebody else she was getting somebody else's stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I have this saying that we use in our house and, and I say it just with humor and joy, but I, I truly fear it. Like I you know, it's not woe is me, it's grow is me. And I, I know that I came in to grow, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that. And even looking back as a young child, I mean, even ways that I've used my body, there's just been this understanding that it's, it's about growth. And I want to grow. And that means it's going to be, you know, just because you go down the spiritual path, it doesn't mean that there are not ups and downs, that there aren't challenges. It's just the widened perspective and the deepened heart and the, the enlarged vantage point that, to me, the spiritual uh, path can help foster. And I, I hope that that is true for my children, so that when they're age 25, you know, I, if they are aware of their inner compass and um, they're comfortable in their own skin, 
I don't, whatever they do, hopefully they would take soul to soul if they become a physical therapist or a lawyer or a doctor. Like they're just, there are no lines here for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's all inclusive for, um, for everyone. And even in the different religions, you know, kind of I, part of the going down the spiritual path, I think for me even too, I went to that far side of, well, being spiritual is more superior in some ways. It was a felt feeling maybe to different religions that only see things as one pathway. And I've even come back to center of that. You know, the one pathway religion is a path. It's one of the millions of paths that I talk about. So it's a beautiful path too. And kind of all those things that we go through as we become more spiritual. Yeah, like you were referencing earlier, you you get into a place where it's it's so much less separation and and more with the premise of what do we have in common and what are those common threads and what are some of the common dreams that we all have uh, collectively. I was sharing a quote at this conference that just it just came to me, um, but it's been kind of a guidance in my life. United we stand. And divided, we are merely a distraction. United, we stand. And divided, we are merely a distraction. And Mm -hmm. that's also within our own individuation of the creator. (laughs) When we within our being feel, you know, we feel divided. Um, When we're feeling like our mind's going one way and our heart's going the other. (laughs) You know, we're Mm -hmm. not in alignment with the passion of, of who we can be. Yeah. That's exactly so, what that, your website says. Ignite your soul. Share it. I love yeah. that. Ignite. Yeah, and to me it's become so much more about that it has to be a specific belief system about just truly being yourself. Like that's what lights me up, you know, really witnessing that in someone and, and how do you feel it? Like what are your gateways? And I'll give you a great soul-to-soul parenting example of a mother whose boy at a very young age loved fabric and texture and color and, oh, this mother, she didn't necessarily even speak of the language we're speaking right now today, which I happen to love so much. But when she was age, when the boy was 11, that mother gave the boy a sewing machine and that was the greatest gift that that boy had ever received. And that is soul-to-soul parenting at its finest. That mother felt the texture of her child. She allowed him to be himself, um, and she offered the space and the permission for him to truly thrive with one of his natural gateways, with fabric and sewing. And so I just say to anyone out there, to me, that's really what, what I'm talking about when I talk about soul-to-soul parenting. Oh, how rich, and that is such a, a great way of, of looking at that. Well, I'm sure you love the concept of the African tribe that um, at conception and in pregnancy and then throughout the child's life, there's the one song. I love that that idea, mm-hmm. and I share mm-hmm. that when yeah. I do christenings or a blessing of a child is to remind the family to have the one song that becomes the anchor song for a child, you know, yeah. all the days of his or her life. That's a real powerful uh, way of, you know, connection and for the child mm-hmm. to remember in that connection who they are. That's beautiful. And I think, you know, that's what I love about Unity Church. I have to say um, it's, of, it's, it's a real fit for our family in the sense that they're all of kind of what we speak about today, I think it, it really um, offers that to its congregation, to the young that grow up within a unity congregation. I think so, well, you know, the family, and I'm more focused on the parenting just day in and day out, I think, you know, churches and schools can't do it alone. Um, And that's why the parents really, I feel like it'd be wonderful if more and more parents begin to step up to infuse it daily. But I tell you what, a church like Unity and having that as part of the spiritual community is just a blessing beyond a blessing for any family. Oh, that's so that's so great! And I was thinking last night I was watching The Help again. Um, oh, the first, love it. <laughs> I love that. And the first time I I cried so much during it, it, it was almost a distraction. So I chose to watch it again. But there's the um, the help of the maid that is talking to the little girl, 
and she's saying it repeatedly, I'm kind, I'm wonderful, I'm important. And I think, wow, that's exactly that kind of affirmative uh, action is what we do with children all the time in our philosophy and, and as we teach and hold that space. Well, it's hard to believe that it's actually time to go to break, but it is. And uh, when we come back, I'd like um, to talk about other things that you're doing in your radio show and uh, to get some more of your wisdom about your soul-to-soul perspective. Um, we're talking today with Annie Burnside. You can go to her website, AnnieBurnside.com, and you can read more about her and all the various ways in which she is playing with her spirituality in the world with passion. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, everyone, for all the ways in which you support Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. Starting a business is a leap of faith. Growing a business is an act of courage. Staying true to your calling while navigating the challenges of business ownership is nothing short of a miracle. Whether you're a lifelong entrepreneur or you're just now getting the itch to hang up your shingle, the spiritual entrepreneur will help you create miracles in your business. Hosted by spiritual mentor and business coach Mindy Odlin, you'll learn spiritually focused business strategies to help you experience prosperity from the inside out. Mark your calendar and join Mindy live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for The Spiritual Entrepreneur, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. And what a, a period of time we're having as I'm talking with Annie Burnside today, a soul-to-soul perspective. And one of the books that she's known for uh, in the world today is her book on soul-to-soul parenting. It's a guide for that spiritual conscious family. And Annie is just um, so inspiring for the work that that you're doing. Um, I'm sure that, uh, like at our Unity community and uh, at other spiritual communities, you must have such an interest in parents wanting to learn how to do it differently and wanting to learn how to do it better. Um, in your in your book, and I haven't had the opportunity to delve into it as I would like to. Um, do you address um, nutrition at all? Is that is that part of your focus? You know, there is um, one of the themes is um, sacred body or beautiful vessel, and I talk about the body in, in a few different ways. Um, one is as a red light, green light navigational system and really your gateway to feeling spirit um, and not transcending the body but appreciating and utilizing the body in that way. Um, but also, yes, about beautiful care of the body. And we work a lot with our children on, well, 
conscious eating and consciousness, raised consciousness and all that they do, but also um, really looking at their body sometimes perhaps differently than how we typically raise our American kids in this culture. But for instance, if they break a wrist, of course, go to a traditional doctor and get it set and take care of it, but also that they can begin to initiate self-healing by really spending time with their wrist in appreciation and deep love as they caress that wrist and recognize what the wrist does for them. It enables them to pick things up and, and guiding children to that appreciation that the cells that make up the wrist aren't just for someone else to fix as they hold their arm out, but they're connected to their wrist and that they can really love and appreciate and acknowledge and bring about self-healing to a large extent. Um, and then to use the wrist as a cue to look at perhaps where they're not flexible in their own life. Is, life. is it with a friendship? Um, is it with a rigidity in perspective? So use it as a clue for the inner work. So we really look at the body. We use those maybe three aspects um, and just try and open our children um, to the possibility to see it from multiple perspectives, their body. Now, with your doing that and, and setting that standard and making it the, the, the norm, if you will, um, did they, have you noticed through the years that they have developed more an awareness of self-healing? Has there been a shift with them through the years as it's like, okay, this is the environment, it's safe, and you can do this? Do they naturally do that? Yes, I think so. Um, still guided by us, though, is um, will remind reminders, and mainly me. I have to say, people ask me this all the time. You know, is your husband speak the exact language that you do, and um, is it his passion? And and I ha- and I say no, and it doesn't have to be. I said earlier, he's an AP biology teacher. He's very present and um, grown a lot himself, but he is very. He uses um, different metaphors to explain things to kids. We'll be having a family discussion, and I might say things one way and can tend to be a little bit more esoteric perhaps. Surprise, surprise. And he'll bring it right on home like, all right, Annie, you know, your mom just gave a great idea and insight and thought, and I'm going to give mine. And I would describe it, okay, kids, like maybe you're on a soccer field and you're running one, you know, and give this completely different, beautiful real-life metaphor that really gets to the heart of oneness or forgiveness or self-love or whichever theme, you know, we might be talking about. Um, And I'll explain a way to create a relationship with their body in one way and how I've done it through dialoguing and loving all the different parts of my body, which has then opened the doorways to this self-love, which I didn't know was possible. And um, he might do it in a different way. So we really balance each other out. And I, I really... I've really learned you don't really need to pull anyone along. I love to see my husband growing and expanding how he is, and it doesn't have to look like Annie. We have trust Annie-ness and Jim-ness and Piper-ness, all of our names as a visual cue in the kitchen, and we mean that. I want to see my kids, you know, whatever their passions are, they don't have to match mine. So for me, it's just, yes, we guide them. I can see a lot that they've grown and they're growing, and yet... I want to make sure that I allow them to have their own path and that they don't fall into feeling like it has to be done exactly how mom does it. Oh, so powerful. Wow. What a, what a model of empowerment. What about the interaction with your, with your kids? Are they in a public school or private school? You know, they're in a public school and, um, as far as with other kids, people ask me this question a lot, and I just think it's a great one. You know, um, we we drive a spirit mobile, a spirit on the license plate, and a little uh, Volkswagen Beetle bug convertible with soul bug. So, you know, it's we use our visual cues everywhere in our uh, glove compartment of the spirit mobile, which I write in the book as a little ego versus spirit poem. And I drive kids to, you know, travel practices and different things, carpools, and I ask my kids when they get older, you know, do you want me to take these down in the car or visual cues in the kitchen on bright yellow laminated paper? Um, I'm a, you know, the former fourth grade teacher me, I love that laminator. And if we've talked about take a conscious breath and a family discussion, then I'll create a little soul-to-soul reminder on the kitchen cabinets. And um, they all said no. You know, it's just who we are. And, and my feeling is 
oh gosh, I drive kids in carpool and, and their kids are a little, their families are more on a traditional path. And I just, wow, honor and bless it and fantastic. So I would never feel the need to, to lecture any other kids. That's just not how we operate at all. But do some of those kids get into our car or come into our kitchen and say, wow, what is that up there? And you see kind of this little look in their eyes, like this is different, but it's kind of intriguing in a way. That's great. You know, we're just ourselves. And um, that's really all I would want my children to be too. Yes, they're in public school, but they're just very normal, normal kids. And they they don't get criticized from the other kids because they're so more open, and so none of that none of that comes into play. So that's beautiful. That's really yeah. Wonderful. No, and we're not like some people would assume. Maybe oh well, you know, they're vegans or they're this, they're that. And I I really move away from any labels. We're not vegans. We eat meat. You know, it's it's so there. It's mm-hmm. it's just us being ourselves and um, just happen to be aware that there's much more than meets the eye but it's not you know I just there's that larger perspective and if our kids come home with a disappointment with a friend and they do and maybe they've been a little bit bullish or they've been bullied they've been on both sides of that coin I've had to talk to parents about both sides of that coin absolutely but what so it's not about perfection but it is about accountability so our kids are, have a growing understanding that their thoughts, their words, their deeds, their priorities are their responsibility. There's not going to be a victim-villain situation here, you know, that they are accountable for shaping their own reality. So my middle daughter, Piper, she's away at Horse Ranch Camp right now in Wisconsin, um, but she is very social. She's going to ninth grade and with boys and girls. And when I drop her off, I look her in the eye and I say, Pippi, stay awake. My dear Pippi, stay awake. And she looks at me and she nods and she knows what that means. It means that she is accountable for what she's doing at the mall, for what she's doing with her friends at the park. And to me, that's wonderful. I want my kids to be consciously responsible for their own lives. Oh, that's so, so powerful. That's really, really awesome. Um, I also wanted to share with um, our, our listeners today uh, one of the things you were sharing in, in one of your writings of the movie The Blind Side. And I loved uh, how you made a reference to, you know, it's one thing to have compassion, but, but you could also um, think about moving the compassion to a place of taking action. Um, can you yeah. share with us some insight that you had on that? It was very powerful. Yes, you know, I think, um, gosh, we live in such a, a busy world. We can become mesmerized by materialism and external things, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong. You know, we're in a material world, and I, I enjoy much of it, too. I really do. But I think that um, really to help children see that, you know, joy begets more joy. Generosity begets more generosity, and that when they walk into a Starbucks, for example, and they're, they're ordering with the barista, like who are they? What are they emanating out as they go in there? Are, are they emanating joy and kindness through their eyes, through the way they speak? Like that's really what, to me, this is all about, you know, is compassion in action out in the world. And we've talked a lot with our kids, too, about it's not, it's not about pity because, to me, that energy does nothing for the person you're offering it to or yourself. You know, it's really seeing that person as a beautiful soul, first and foremost, no matter what the attitude or the issues, um, that those details don't matter as much if you can move into that space. And we practice soul-to-soul, you know, for... 30 days, it was a notched on our desk, soul to soul versus roll to roll. Go out into the world, you see a roofer, you see a nanny, and my kids were quite young at the time, but um, do you, can you feel that? That's not just a roofer, that is a beautiful aspect of God. 
and that nanny. There's another one, and the kid, and you would sit on a park bench, and, you know, just, I used the word earlier, like, playing with it a little bit, you know, and are they going to absolutely fall into that space of oneness all the time? Absolutely not. I don't all the time, and yet, if I am out in the world, and there's an interaction that um, doesn't go as well as I thought, I might not drop into the space of oneness at that moment, but I can intellectually still connect with it enough that I can offer more compassion, more understanding, because I'm connected to the soul-to-soul perspective. And then oftentimes you drop into the space and you feel it. But I'd like to be able to offer my children both. Well, you're truly modeling Annie Burnside uh, tools that allow not only your children, but all those around you and those that are participating in your work to move from good to amazing. Um, I'm, I'm very um, uh, tickled and happy to, to meet you and will continue to be an um, advocate for your, your great work. It has been my pleasure to be with you today. Um, again, to all of our listeners, uh, a special thank you uh, from the depth of my being for supporting this work and supporting Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. And um, be sure and give us an email, amazing at unity.fm. Annie, thank you so much for being on our show today. And remember, you can go to annieburnside.com. Thank you, Annie. We'll talk thank to you, you again. Thank you so much. It was a true joy. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. 
For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 